everyone on this platform called Entrepreneurship Stories with Avin Chaurasia. On this episode, we have a very special guest, a global leader, an educator, and co-founder and CEO of Global Service in Education, Mr. Greg Perry. So let's welcome and hear him out. Hi, Greg. Welcome to this episode called Entrepreneurship Stories with Arvind Chaurasia. So uh, first, we'd like to know about you. Sure, yeah. Yeah, my name is Greg Parry, and I'm Australian. Uh, I first left Australia in 2008, 2008 um, first working as an international head of school in Dubai. Then, okay. moved on to, then I moved on to India, where I worked in Mumbai, setting up an international school there. And then uh, my wife and I launched our own company. Uh, we set up and operate international schools in different parts of the world on behalf of investors and developers. So we've lived and worked in six different countries now and been involved in projects across about 15 different countries. I've actually traveled to 59 countries in my lifetime. So very international and yeah, very and focused on setting up and operating schools. All right. So I think you, you are owning a company called GSE, right? Yeah, our company is called Global Services and Education. And um, our background was that we were successful principals, heads of school. And we were being approached by business people or developers that wanted to set up schools and they didn't have the expertise. So we filled that gap for them, setting up and operating on their behalf. So what isn't di different, like, you know, like all the uh, initiative or, you know, whenever we set up something, right, we have some sort of vision behind it, right? So I would like to know more about that. What made you to start this one? Well, we were both very successful as principals. We were very successful at operating schools. And I guess over time, we were meeting business people who wanted to uh, get involved in the education industry, but they didn't have the expertise. Okay. We also okay. came across many examples of people that operated schools, but didn't know how to do it. And I often like to tell the story that I love restaurants. I love eating beautiful food, but that doesn't mean I should operate a restaurant. And unfortunately, on many occasions, we have entrepreneurs, business people that are seeing the profits that can come from education without really understanding the industry. So that's the niche or the gap that we satisfied, that demand. Some people describe us as being like hotel operators, just like Sheraton, Grand Hyatt, Four Seasons. Uh, an investor usually wants to invest in the space, but they bring on an expert to operate it for them so that they can maintain and achieve a high quality. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, whenever we, you know, like, uh, like youngsters, they start the business, right, and they get into the entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur journey, right, they have always a problem of mindset. So would you like to say something about that mindset that, that will help them to, you know, grow and get, uh, go, get going with their entrepreneurship career? Sure. I know that a lot, there's a lot said about vision and mission and having dreams, but it really is very important. You have to have a dream. You have to be really passionate about something that's bigger than yourself. And it needs to be something that's quite lofty, something that's beyond your reach. You need to be excited about it. You need to be passionate about it. You need other people to say you can't do it. It needs to be something quite distant. And I think that's really important. And you need to be motivated. Um, to be honest, many entrepreneurs will tell you stories about maybe people telling them they couldn't achieve it or that they, they couldn't do it. To be honest, I, I never heard those. I, I don't have that story. Um, maybe people didn't say it to me or maybe I just didn't listen. Um, I just had a very determined vision to achieve what I wanted to achieve and, and remain very, very focused on that. I think you also have to have a, have a mindset where 
you refuse to accept that obstacles are going to get in the road. You know that there is a solution to every problem. And um, anytime I face a problem that I don't think I can satisfy, I realize that someone else probably could solve this problem. So why not me? So there's always a way through. So you have to have that determination to, to work towards that vision. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. One, one more thing I just want to understand when, you know, like uh, when we uh, start and start up our center, right? What the most important thing that we deal with our personal life and our, you know, the corporate life where we have to manage a team, where we manage to work and parallelly we have to manage our family as well. So uh, sure. what would you suggest to the youngsters, right? To, you know, like uh, balance their personal life and their uh, professional life. Right. I want to, I mean, uh, uh, something uh, from your end that what you're going to suggest them. Yeah, I, I think you have to have a different, um, you have to have a, a unique attitude though towards balance because the truth is you're not going to have balance every day, but you need to have balance overall. There are some days that I might dedicate 90% of my time to my business and to what's important at that time. But hopefully there are other days that I dedicate 90% of my time to my family as well. So I don't think you need to look at balance on a daily basis. It's about, you know, if you think about over a whole year, over your lifetime, you know, where is that, that balance going? The other thing though, I don't believe in this, um, I don't believe in Hollywood, this idea that a businessman is only successful if they're ruthless, if they're a, a nasty, terrible person, if they're manipulative, if they're going to cheat other people. That's not true. If you meet successful people, they most of the time are not really like that. They're genuinely quite authentic. They don't play games. They're not manipulators. They're very real and genuine people. So I think it's important to understand that, not to give in to this idea that you have to be shrewd or to beat other people at a game to be successful. I think that's another thing to, to balance out as well, that concept of authenticity. Your mindset needs to be focused on doing the, the best thing for your company, but doing the right thing by other people because what you give out comes back. I think that's important. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I heard that you have been in India, mainly in Mumbai, right? Yeah, we, we, um, we first set up an international school in Mumbai. That was one of our early projects, um, just a short project. But we've also been back to India many times. We have plans to expand further in India, hopefully in the next year or two. But Great. Yeah, it's and a how very was... exciting place. Yeah. Great. And how was your experience in India? It's a, really, it's a really challenging place for someone like me from my culture. It's so different. It's so busy. It's so intense. Um, I have a passion for global leadership. I have a passion for cultural diversity. So I like to see the things that are the same, more so than things that are different. But certainly the lifestyle is very different. Um, it's very, very busy. And um, you certainly need to navigate those differences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is there in India. Well, one thing I just want to, uh, you know, like you do this COVID-19, the things have been changed, right? Right now, we are not that normal that we used to be, right? And effect of that, there's a lot of, you know, unemployment over here and everywhere, right? So how do you see this global pandemic situation right now? How it's going to impact the businesses, you know, and the jobs that people are losing every single day, right? Yeah, look, it's a very stressful time for people worldwide, not just personally, but professionally as well. But if you notice that the people that, that succeed under a crisis have a particular type of profile. And I think the next generation needs to have the profile that they are multi-skilled. They have to have a range of different, different abilities and skills, not just a narrow focus. I mean, maybe your parents, my parents, our grandparents had the same career for most of their lifetime. The next generation, that won't happen. You know, who would have thought that 
Airbnb would impact on hotels? Who would have thought that Grab and Uber would have changed the, 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 the industry of taxis? Who would have thought that um, even my telephone as an iPhone, that I can use it for video conferencing and basically as a computer, the world's changing a lot. So I think the next generation needs to be able to adapt to different circumstances. And I mean, my field is education. The truth is six weeks ago, almost overnight, people said education must be delivered online immediately. And teachers had to adapt, schools had to adapt. And some schools did that very, very well. Some schools did it really badly. So I guess my challenge to the young people growing up now, looking at you know, this, this next generation going forward, you need to assume that things could change. You need to be adaptable. You need to have a broad skill set. You need to be interesting. If your focus, if your skill set is only in one narrow field, then you're not going to be able to adapt very easily. There's a, there's a strong chance that you may have eight to 10 different careers or areas of, of work in your lifetime, and you need to be ready for that. Yeah, absolutely. That we have to be multi, uh, you know, like we have to have a different kind of skill set to go with this, all these situations. One more thing, for as sure. you, you were having a strong background in education industry, right? What do you suggest yes. if any of our audience is watching this, uh, how they are going to, and what are the changes they have to make in order to make their, you know, like other schools or any education product that they're having to take it to the next level? I think it's important to understand education at a deep level. And, and, and what I mean is, is that there are many people who say that they understand education because they've been a teacher for one or two years. The truth is you really need to understand it in depth. I guess I describe myself now as a businessman. I speak a lot about education in a business sense, but the truth is I, can, I also speak at conferences about uh, teaching and learning strategies, about best practice. I've become an expert, so to speak, or a specialist in the area of industry. And then I'm using those skills and dollars to transfer it into a business world. You need to be really good at education. People often say to me, oh, I'd love to do what you do, Greg. Well, the truth is you need to spend a number of years first being an expert in that field and then translate that knowledge across. It's not like a magic wand. I see so many people say, oh, well, there's money to be made in education and I've taught English or I've done some basic things and I can automatically transfer it. There's a much deeper level of understanding than just that. So I think that's really important. The other thing is education will change. And we all know that we're moving towards online learning um, and it has a place. The cynicism about fashions and changes. Um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that will be very focused right now on online learning and finding the gadgets, finding the animations, finding the cool things, finding the things that kids find fun. Well, the truth is if it doesn't accelerate and improve achievement for children, then it's useless. It won't work in the marketplace. Um, often these things are invented by non-educators who don't understand the industry. So they might make a little bit of money for a year, but it's not sustainable. One thing that I found interesting during this pandemic period is that um, most schools had huge access to online learning platforms for free. Most of the big companies provided access to all their online learning technologies for free for a trial period. So what actually happened, it was a, it was a, a global um, test case. All of these technologies were tested. And what you'll find in the next few months as we start to climb out of this major crisis is that only the successful will survive. The ones that weren't proven to be successful by educators will fall by the wayside. And that's a good lesson for people trying to move into the industry. If it doesn't improve outcomes for kids, it's no good and it won't work. Yeah, I think in this case, I think there's a lot of technology and innovation has to come and get implemented. 
And based on that, I think the parents, uh, whoever, you know, like uh, looking for the good schools, they have multiple options, right? So that would be a good thing for the ecosystem as well. Okay, one thing uh, I, I just want to ask you, uh, when, when, whenever we, you know, like uh, go for a uh, school as a business, right? There's a two kind of mindset. The people, they, are, they, just, they really just want to, you know, um, deliver that, um, that education, that values to the students. Another way we see there's a lot of business owners, they're getting involved into this kind of businesses where they're just looking to make money, right? Yeah. So uh, what are the dis disadvantages that you can see as per your ex experiences in these where the people are getting into just to make money? Well, the truth is it won't be sustainable. And um, we first moved to China in 2010, 2000, which was a long time ago. I mean, the industry was really moving very quickly at that time. In those early days, you didn't have to be very good to make money, to be truthful. You really didn't. You only yeah. had to be 10% better than the competitors. And, um, but that's not the case now. You cannot be successful in Beijing or Shanghai in 2020 unless you're really good. So I think the thing is, in any new emerging market, uh, be it India, be it China, we spend a lot of time in Vietnam right now. Yes, you will possibly make money for a couple of years, even if you're not that good, even if you're 10% better than the competitors. But you won't make good money long term. You won't make a sustainable company. You need to be better than the competitor at entry and you need to get better over time because otherwise people will overtake you. So, you know, it, it, you can't be short-sighted. You have to have a long-term vision to be the best in the industry. Otherwise, you won't succeed and create a company that's sustainable. Perfect. So this brings me end of these questions and I have a last question for you. Uh, what do you say about this initiative about entrepreneurship stories with Arvind Jorasia? I think it's really important because we can learn, you know, we, we are all shaped by our previous experiences. You and I have been shaped by our parents, by our grandparents, by the people we spent time with in our upbringing, in our communities. We spend time with lots of people. We hear stories and we learn from the people around us. Our values and views and skills are shaped by the people we spend time with. I think it's really important to listen to stories, listen to stories from other people. Of course, I went to university just like you. I have a master's degree. But when I look back on my life, that's not the place that I think about when I think about when I learned most of my skills to be good at education or as a business person. I learned most of what I know through my colleagues, through my friends, from my mentors, the people around me, from the stories they told, through the experiences that I made, through the mistakes that I made. So I think um, sharing stories and learning from stories is incredibly powerful because they're real life. And I think we can learn from those far better than we can from a textbook. Perfect. All right. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Sure. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. <clears throat>